You like to be active, you love exercise, and you just want to make sure you're getting the most out of your time spent sweating. There's so much conflicting information about the type of exercises to do and how often to do them that it can be hard to identify the workout program that best meets your needs. All About Fitness is here to answer any questions that you may have about exercise and equipment and programs can help you achieve results in the shortest period of time. My name is Pete McCall and I've been a fitness educator for almost 15 years. If you have any questions about exercise, don't just ask a personal trainer who may have just received his or her certification last week. Ask someone who's been training trainers since flip phones, cassette tapes, and portable CD players were all the rage. Please note that all the information on this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting an exercise program, please consult your physician to identify any possible risk factors that could be a potential cause of injury. All About Fitness is brought to you by The Active Motion Bar. Insanity can be defined as doing the same thing over and over again, yet expecting different results. If your fitness program is getting a little stale, and you're tired of lifting the same weight repeatedly and not seeing any results, then check out the Active Motion Bar. 30% of the weight of an Active Motion Bar will move as a bar moves, creating a unique training challenge, ensuring that no two reps are exactly the same. Research found that using the Active Motion Bar can be up to 170% more effective than traditional static weight bars. www.activemotionbar.com A-C-T-I-V motionbar.com Let the resistance move you. We know that goal setting is important. As Zig Ziglar states, it's impossible to hit a goal that you cannot see. When it comes to exercise, we have a tendency to focus on extrinsic goals of what we look like as opposed to intrinsic goals of how we feel. Fitness is much more than just looking a certain way. Fitness is having the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You can define what you want to achieve, but then you'll need to break that down into the steps required to achieve it. One of the best organizations for learning how to set and achieve goals is the U.S. military, specifically the Special Forces. Special Force operators learn how to work in teams and individuals in the most challenging situations imaginable. It is no wonder that a number of corporate and political leaders have a military background and a background in special forces in particular. One of the hottest fitness products over the past decade has been the TRX suspension trainer created by today's guest on All About Fitness, former Navy SEAL Randy Hedrick. I wanted to speak with Randy about his experience as a Navy SEAL and how that helped prepare him to pursue his MBA at Stanford University on his way to becoming a successful business executive. In addition, we talk about strategies for making time for exercise, because even though he runs a company making fitness products, Randy still needs to schedule time for his own personal workouts. If you want to hear about how he developed the TRX, I did a separate interview with Randy a few years ago that we have up on YouTube, and I'll have down in the show notes. But for today's episode of All About Fitness, I wanted to speak with Randy specifically about how setting goals helped him excel in the military and as a business executive. All About Fitness is brought to you by Vicor Fitness. The unique design of Vicor Fitness benches allow you to achieve greater range of motion in your joints than traditional benches. If you're looking for a challenging fitness tool that can help you look and feel better, then the new TerraCore by Vicor Fitness is a perfect fitness platform to help you achieve your fitness goals from the comfort of your own home. Go to Vicor Fitness, V-I-C-O-R-E fitness.com 
So I'm here today with Randy Hedrick. Uh, Randy Hedrick is the uh, inventor of the TRX and the founder of Fitness Anywhere. Um, just real quick, briefly, uh, Randy, I want to talk a little bit about your, your uh, military career before we get into other things. So what, what exactly did you do in the military? I was Navy SEAL for uh, 14 years, which seems hard to believe. I've been out now as long as I was in, which means, I guess, Pete, that I'm getting old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, we're, hey, you know, that's not a bad thing. But, but when, you, when you joined the Navy, did you do it with the intent of going into the SEAL teams, or was it something that once you got into the Navy, you decided to, to, to challenge yourself well, I, I went into the Navy with the intent of becoming a SEAL. I didn't start my kind of quest for the military with, with the goal of being a SEAL. I, I thought originally I wanted to be a Green Beret because, you know, I'd seen John Wayne in a movie and it sounded cool. And, uh, and I, but my sole selection criteria in picking a service, as, as bizarre as it sounds, was the highest attrition in the selection process. That was kind of my my search criteria. And that search criteria led me to the SEAL teams, which at the time had about an 85% washout rate during wow. selection. Now, did you, did you join the military out of high school or did you do it, did you do ROTC in college? When, what age did you, were you when you did that? Well, neither, I, I, I wasn't ROTC. Uh, I was just a, I was an athlete in college, I was a rower, and uh, my junior year just got this sort of, this itch uh, that I that I couldn't figure out how to scratch, and it, it you know I knew that it, it kind of centered around wanting to serve, and it kind of centered around wanting a big man test before I went off into you know the the workaday uh, world. And I originally thought that I would do four years and go back to business school, uh, ideally at Stanford. That was that was my goal, and I ended up staying for fourteen, and then was lucky enough to go back to business school at Stanford. As the granddaddy of my class. <laughs> well, you know, even then, you couldn't have been. Yeah, I don't think you're that old. But um, when you, so what was your undergrad degree in? Were you business undergrad? History. No, oh, really? I, yeah, I was in a historian. Oh, that's kind of cool. But I'm sure that would serve you well in the military. Now, the, the seals are 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 well known for their uh, physical challenge during training. In your opinion, what was harder during the, the, the training process? Was it the, the mental toughness or was it the, the physical, what you had to do on a day-to-day? -day? I, I think given that everybody who gets there for the most part, you know, is a pretty high-level athlete, I mean, they, they screen for that. Um, the hardest part, given that, is mental, right? Because, uh, I mean, by far the hardest part is cold water. Um, you can't hide from it, and, and there's just no there's just no good way to uh, to come to terms with it um, other than to endure it, and that's why I think that the the biggest piece of SEAL training is mental. You just have to not think too far out in front of you, stay focused on the path ten meters ahead, and never quit. And now that you've been out of the the military for a number of years, and you're you're a successful business owner, how do you use that? How do you you apply the lessons you learn in training in, in your role day to day on running a business. A hundred percent. I mean, think about what I just said, right? It's almost the uh, that's that's almost the, ha the hallmark of a successful entrepreneur, right? Don't don't think too far out ahead. Focus on the path, you know, ten meters in front of you, and never quit. I mean, that's sort of a great metaphor for life. And uh, 
you know, it's it's uh, it's it's zooming into the to the, the microscope level and then pulling back to the telescope level and then zooming into the microscope level again. And that's that's sort of how, you know, how a guy bootstraps a thing, too. And so with that, I mean, when you when you started on the journey and just for listeners, um, I'm not I'm not asking Randy too many questions about how he how he uh, created the TRX, because actually we did. He and I did a video. I don't want to say how many years ago it was, Randy, but it was a little wow. while ago. It's got a lot of views, though, Pete. It's got a lot of views out there, I think, in the YouTube universe. Oh, it has, and I'm surprised by that. And and, and um, I really, I, I think, I think we did a good job with it. And I, that was a, a tough workout you put me through. But I'm gonna have that video down below in the show notes. So if anybody wants to kind of hear the story about Randy's inspiration for creating the TRX, um, you can definitely see that look, look below for the link. But I really want to kind of get get kind of an input from him on, on how he manages to stay fit day to day as a business owner. So as an entrepreneur, when you're first starting um, TRX, you, you obviously did, you probably weren't that familiar with the fitness industry. What was your biggest challenge in, in starting your business? Well, I mean, I knew I knew the industry only as a consumer, right? I had been a pretty high level consumer of training uh, things for several decades at that point. Um, but I, I didn't know a lot about the commercial fitness industry. I certainly didn't know anything about kind of the retail fitness industry. Um, I think the hardest part about starting my business, and this applies to most, is becoming relevant, right? Getting out, kind of climbing up out of obscurity and getting the attention of initially the right capital partners, the right teammates, and then eventually getting the attention of, you know, your consumer set that you're targeting. Um, because otherwise, there's an awful lot of folks out there, you know, toiling away in obscurity who never make it out of that phase of development. And, uh, you know, their, their companies either die an early death or they become what I call zombie companies. They, you know, they're not quite dead, but they're never alive either. And yeah, they just... Door. When I think we get a lot of that in the fitness industry because you get a lot of people that have a good product idea, but they're just they're so passionate about their product, they're so passionate about their program, they don't know how to 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 develop a business around that. And so that kind of ties in. Um, you were one of the co-hosts of Sweat Inc. last year, and what what did that experience teach you about the the kind of the next generation of fitness entrepreneurs? What what things do you think they're doing well, and what do you think they could be doing better? Well, I I think that. Um you know, one of the things I saw with the contestants on Sweat was that they're, they're, the fitness industry is just rife with, uh, how do I put it kindly? You know, there's a lot of copycats, right? Yeah. There are a lot of people out there that are doing Me Too uh, concepts and products. And not only is that just in general not a great thing for the industry, but it's a really hard position to take as an entrepreneur because if there's somebody out ahead of you who's already defined, you know, a, a niche and is dominating it, now not only do you have to to you know get your concept out of obscurity, but you gotta convince everyone why your why your late you know late coming concept is better than the established leader. And that's a tough thing. So I, I would say that one of the things that I saw out of those guys was um, you know not a lot of of innovation uh, there were some cool concepts um, but you know that was a challenge and then the other thing is 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 a concept that I learned in the SEAL teams which is this idea of, of really having situational awareness you know we call it keeping your head on a swivel um, 
there was an incredible amount of myopia in the contestants that came through sweat. And I think it's applicable more broadly across, uh, across the, the entire space. People didn't pay attention to, hey, this is my shot. This is my one opportunity to get in front of a fairly large number of eyeballs in a way that's not costing me anything. And man, I better, I better absolutely optimize the, the opportunity and put my best foot forward. Um, a lot of the folks kind of came on half-baked hadn't really done their homework. And I think as a result, you know, they, they missed an opportunity to, to have their concepts shine. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because I watched it, you know, obviously being, you know, what I do as, as a writer and, and content developer in fitness, um, I watched it and really, I, and that's exactly what I saw on the show. And just so you know, um, I've already interviewed uh, Stephanie Lauren, the uh, developer of Fly Yoga, and uh, Anthony Carey, who, who created the Cortex, who were both on your show. Sure. And, and I think both of those, one of the reasons why I want to speak with them is because I think they both had great concepts. But number two, I think each of them um, demonstrated a kind of a specific point in the marketplace. And what I'm trying to do with this podcast is introduce listeners to new ideas and, and new concepts. So do you think when you first started, when you first launched TRX, do you think you would have benefited from, from exposure like Sweat Inc.? And how would you have leveraged that? Oh, man, I would have loved it. You know, it, there was nothing like that. Um, when I was getting started and, and particularly because, you know, this crazy bodyweight training harness that I had come up with had no predecessor. So trying to create, trying to create a sense of, uh, of need in an industry full of alternatives was really challenging. Right. And you can probably remember when I first popped up on the scene, trying to convince a guy like you, why you would use this inelastic piece of webbing right, to, to hoist yourself versus the bands, the weights, you know, the, the, the machines, all the different things that were out there as alternatives. That was a challenge. And, and an opportunity like Sweat for me would have been a gold mine because it gave you a platform to climb up on, lights beaming down, you know, big celebrity uh, hostess in the form of, of Jillian there, some other, you know, cats that have, have walked this path already like myself to give you advice yeah it's an incredible platform and uh, i would have loved it and it's interesting you know just just listen to you because i'm also thinking about um you know a, a mutual friend of ours who has also had some really good exposure recently todd durkin and um i just haven't been able to schedule time with him yet but it, one of the things that, that strikes me that both you that, that you sound very remarkably similar to todd is that you know your your success is a result of preparation meeting opportunity would you agree with that I would very much. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Todd because TD is like my brother from another mother. I mean, he and I uh, have been best pals for many moons at this point. And ironically, both our businesses started at almost the exact same time. And we've, you know, we've both scratched and clawed and fought the hard fight all the way up. And so it was ironic when we both had within six months of each other, you know, these TV opportunities. And, And Todd and I sat and had a had a long conversation about whether he should or shouldn't take it uh, just because of all the other competing priorities in, in life. And, you know, and we both agreed. I mean, my position was, Hey, you're going to get on there. You're going to be you and you're going to be marvelous. Right. And that opportunity isn't going to come along again in all likelihood if you don't leap on this one now. And so he did. And man, did he ever kill it? 
you know, he, he that that show was just uh, is going to do incredible things for an already very very strong Todd Durkin brand. Well, I was going to say he's just he, he's, he's he, I mean, you know this you're around him for more than a minute and you're infected with positive energy, and and I think just you know in seeing that and I think that's something for listeners to pay attention to is when you see somebody like Randy or you see somebody like Todd have success it didn't just happen but you guys i mean you talk about your preparation you're talking about having a plan and i really like what you said about looking just 10 meters ahead i mean what do you think is key for somebody out there who's like been sitting on the fence about trying to start something about trying to you know maybe start get into a new career in fitness or maybe even change careers into something else what would you recommend that they do i mean what's like the first step of action they should take well, I mean, you know, as we discussed, I, I shifted. I was a 14-year Navy SEAL, right? And at 35, I was promoting out of the field, had a baby on the way, and and um, and frankly, a, a wife that was completely done with the superhero lifestyle of being gone nine months a year. And, uh, you know, all of that stuff con- conspired to, to for me to, to apply to Stanford, take that risk. And, and, uh, and then when I got in, to my everlasting astonishment, uh, to make the leap. Now, before you make the leap, to your to answer your question, I would definitely make sure that if you're making a career change, uh, unless you're in your early 20s, you got to be deliberate about it, right? Because you don't have that many opportunities to start a, a new book. Um, and so, you know, you do your homework up front. Make sure it's something that you're that you're passionate about, because passion will surely be required uh, in in getting to success, along with a whole bunch of hard work. And then go and get after it. I think a lot of people sit around for years and years and years, kind of agonizing over the opportunities that are passing them by. And if you find yourself doing that, you know you gotta kick yourself in the butt and say, "All right, well, hey, I only live once. Now's my moment." And that, that's, I mean, that's a powerful. That's a powerful thing. I do think that and it, it ties into a little bit about fitness too, right? People know they should probably be doing more exercise or probably should be, you know, being more active, but it's just that fear of how do I get started and not knowing how to get started. So to kind of switch, to kind of go in that direction a little bit, as somebody who's an executive and a business owner and has a family, how do you make time for fitness in, in a schedule that I'm sure is full of all, all sorts of other demands? It's, it's a constant challenge, right? And, and it's an irony, as, as you know, to work in the training field and struggle to get your workouts, right? That's just, that's, a, that's something you will hear over and over and over, no matter who you talk to in the fitness industry. Um, you know, because it's, it's a business and, and you have to tend to business. But I think the answer is that, you know, I look at, at my training as almost like meditation. It's, it's, you know, I, 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 I've tried and continue to try actual meditation and it's just, a, it's a battle that, that is, is more exhausting, you know, than, than a half marathon for me. And I, so I look at my workouts as my meditation. It's the one time where I can block everything else out. I can get in there and go after it. I like training in a group. I came up in the SEAL teams. We trained, you know, in a group and, you know, we started the TRX training center so that the team here at TRX could train as a group together. And then it became a business. And now, you know, it's great because we run 60 classes a week and there's not a lot of excuses for me not to, to be in one of them each day. Um, but I also try to balance it and we can talk a little bit more, you know, about this, uh, if you want to, about how I, how I approach that as, as a guy who's, you know, turned 50 this year. 
Well, actually, I think that's perfect. I mean, that's a perfect segue because that's exactly kind of what, you know, kind of want to be able to share your experience with that. And it's funny you say meditation because I interviewed a, uh, a friend of mine who's a professor. Uh, you, I think you know Jessica Matthews. She's a professor here locally in San Diego who started a yoga education program. And, and that's been my, I, I, I know theoretically the benefits of meditation, but I tell you, man, I try to quiet down. And that's the hardest thing. I, I'd rather go out and run two or three miles than, than try to sit there and be still, still for five minutes. You know? Yeah, it's it's quite something. I I uh, my CFO is a diehard meditator who wakes up every day at five in the morning and sits quietly for one to two hours, right, and clears his mind. And I aspire to that, but I have a hard time sitting down for five minutes and keeping my mind clear. Um, so you know, I think that's something that that uh, is is worthy of uh, as a goal, and I'm working toward it. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm sort of cheating a little bit. I use yoga and I use my workouts and, and my runs as kind of a, a proxy for, you know, a true meditation setting. And it allows me to, you know, whether it's music that's on or whether I'm watching a fight or, you know, however it is that, that I, I kind of create a background that is pleasant. And then I push hard in whatever I'm doing. Um, and that the combination allows me to turn off the noise, right? And, and really focus in on the task at hand. And obviously you get all the physical benefits, but I think the mental benefits. And so, and, and, and if you have a secret for now that you're turning 50, would it be that you just mentioned that you do, you, you no doubt work out on the TRX, but you do yoga, you, you do, uh, you go out for your runs. Um, how do you, how would you, somebody else who's about your age getting ready to, to face that lifestyle event, what would your recommendation to them be um, in terms of their fitness program? The, the biggest one is to remove the obstacles. And then I think the second biggest one is to maintain consistency. And and then third would be to really enjoy it, right? If you can do those three things, remove the obstacles, maintain a consistent regimen that you enjoy, then fitness really becomes uh, quite easy. And I think I've gotten to that point in, in my in my life, I've removed the obstacles by uh, I don't do fitness in any specific domain, right? I don't have that limitation. I've kind of created an environment where my work has easy access to fitness. If I want to go to the training center or throw on a pair of running shoes and run straight out, you know, the door. When I go home, I've got a gym set up that's got you know, a, a, a wood weight curve and a water rower and obviously my straps and some kettlebells. And so, so it's, it's, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's making the access to fitness ubiquitous is part of, as part of the equation. And then don't overthink it, like just get in and do it consistently. Um, I know a lot of people are very serious about journaling and, you know, designing a program that is, um, that is, is really, methodically designed and that's fine but if you're struggling to get fitness i would say start with baby steps don't overthink it just get out and get 30 to 60 minutes of something each day that that you enjoy and then once you once you get that uh, you know in hand then you can start to think all right how many days of resistance training am i going to do how many days of you know, am I a runner or am I going to get some other you know uh, steady state cardio? And then how am I going to get my high my high intensity work in? Um, and lastly, but certainly not least, how am I going to get my recovery? 
whether it's you know flexibility or or just uh, you know quiet time that, that my mind and body can recover. And that's uh, you know you're hitting on the key themes that 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 I keep bringing home and. It's not so much the exercise, but it's also the recovery, what we do after the exercise. And if, if there are any listeners out there who haven't tried the TRX, um, we'll have a link to that. Uh, one of the things I saw, I'm one of those guys that you're right, Randy. When I first saw you in 2007, I kind of scratched my head a little bit and, and kind of raised my eyebrows. But once I started playing, um, once I started using the suspension trainer and playing with the straps, it made sense right away. And what I like about it as a product is it's a very low barrier, it's a very low barrier entry and you, it's something that you can play on a little bit, and then once you start playing on it, you, you can see it and feel it and experience that. So for people that buy, so regular consumers, if somebody you know, bought a TRX off the internet or bought it from your website, what kind of support do you offer them? Do you offer them programming on a website? How would they get ideas for exercises? Yeah, so everything that we do comes fully supported with content, and you know that, that can be delivered in a, in a variety of different forms. We've got uh, a couple of different consumer apps on the App Store, uh, that have you know different programs that come come with them, and they map to the products that we sell. Um, if you buy a TRX Home Suspension Trainer, it comes with a download code. You open a locker on TRXTraining.com and enter the code, and it drops in a whole bunch of, of workouts. And then we have an app that will take you through three months of uh, of a training plan if you want to be on a plan. Um, there's also, believe it or not, there we're, we're tapping on the door of a million user-generated videos on YouTube all around the straps. And, you know, that's a bit of a crapshoot, but if you're looking for entertaining ideas, it's another place that you could go and spend the rest of your natural life clicking from one <laughs> to the next. I don't know that I recommend that, but but it's it's kind of entertaining. You know, our goal is, TRX is, is, we call it the triple threat. We create great innovative gear. We build specialized programs to achieve the goals of, of any of our customer types. And then we build, uh, you know, we've built the industry's leading bed of education for training pros so that when you go to the gym, the training pro that you meet, whether it's a personal trainer or a group fitness instructor, is going to introduce you to the TRX and they're going to do it well. Um, and that's kind of the strategy that, that we deploy. We want to have all the content you need to succeed and, uh, and, and whoever your expert is, uh, we hope that we have had a chance to put them through one of our courses. Well, well the one thing that, that I always notice is when I watch you know, shows like, um, what was it? It was Hard Knocks. I can't remember if it was last season or the season before, but you see uh, your straps in the background uh, hanging off all the squat cages and everything. And so I think you guys have a... You guys have a brilliant product, and do you have anything new, kind of anything uh, that we should keep an eye out that's going to be hitting the market or anything you're, you're oh, yeah. right now? Yeah, man, we're working on a couple of uh, a couple of big things. You know, our strategy has really become every two three years we'll release a flagship, a new flagship product, and by that I mean it's innovative, doesn't exist in nature, and does something special and different, right? And then in between those flagships, because it's it's easy to say you're going to do that every year. There's simply no way you can actually do it every year. Not even Apple can come out with, you know, with a new flagship product every year. Um, but in between those products, now we're starting to fill in with some of the more uh, commoditized stuff, if you will. You know, the, the the set of functional training tools that you need. We don't want people to have to go to ten different places to get the gear they need. So we're bringing, you know, heavy balls, kettlebells, jump rope. We're bringing some of the some of the other staples 
of a training regimen uh, into the TRX uh, family under our brand and with our content. Um, but the things you're interested in, Pete, you know, the, the new breaking uh, news around TRX, we've got a, a product that we're bringing that is the next really evolution of rings with Kelly Starrett. And um, we, uh, Kelly's an awesome guy and had a great concept for helping uh, fix some of the problems ergonomically that CrossFitters are having with rings. And so we worked with him to come up with a product that we'll be releasing, we'll be introducing an idea cool. this year. So you'll see that there. And then the super stealth project that we're working on is, uh, I will call it the Swiss Army Knife of external load training. It's, if, if you like sandbag training, you like kettlebells, you like uh, Viper kind of training, anything using you know kind of a mid-range external load and functional movement, you're gonna like what we got headed your way. Oh man, I like that, that sounds awesome. Final, final thoughts, Randy. I mean, I really appreciate your sharing, taking the time to kind of share how you, how you fit fitness into your schedule, um, especially as an owner, as an executive. Any, anything, like any motivational thoughts that really help you on your day-to-day that help you get up and get going in the morning? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, like, I just think you and I were chatting before we went on. I mean, I have in front of me, in fact, I can show you the things that I have on my desk. Right, so, so I have uh, a, a placard that is age old by Lao Tzu. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and right next to it, famous quote from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So those are, those are two messages that I had on my, on my OCS wall at, at Officer Candidate School had all the way through on my cork board in my cubicle when I was, you know, going through buds uh, as a SEAL and I've had as an entrepreneur. And I go back to them all the time because they remind me, number one, progress is made one step at a time, right? And if you believe it, you can achieve it. And and so I, I keep those in focus. And whether I'm talking about business or whether I'm talking about my own personal fitness goals or, or you know, uh, relationship goals, you got to keep coming back to those basics, you know. Uh, don't overthink it. Get after it, and 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 just work at it, uh, and make sure you enjoy the ride along the way because uh, you only get one. Uh, that's awesome, Randy. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and everything that you're doing with TRX, and uh, really thank you for your time. Yeah, Pete, my my pleasure. There you have it. Some great insights and thoughts from Randy Hetrick. He's one of the many leaders and many just amazing people in the fitness industry. If you're a consumer and, and you're really into fitness, um, please check back with All About Fitness regularly. What I'm trying to do with my podcast is bring you good information with solid leaders who are really making a difference, whether it's an equipment inventor like Randy, a professor like Fabio Camana or Jessica Matthews, who I've had on the show, or a competitor like Joe Decker, who is just an amazing ultra-marathon um, runner and adventure athlete, or Sonia Frenuel, who's a master runner. What I'm really trying to do is bring you some good perspective about how you can enhance your life through fitness. And as I've mentioned before, um, my skill set is an understanding uh, exercise, understanding how exercise impacts the body. I am still learning this podcast. This was one of my first um, podcasts recorded via Skype. So there were a few technical issues regarding the microphone and you know, as I go, I'm going to be learning, and, and I really appreciate your bearing with me. 
with that, if you have any comments or any feedback, if you uh, appreciate the podcast, if you can do me a favor and take a moment to rate it on iTunes or Google Play or however you're downloading it, um, if you rate it and give it favorable ratings, uh, it will help other people find this as well. And that really is, is my goal is I'm trying to make the world a better place by helping people exercise more and live a healthier life. And that's really all there is to it. If you want more information, you can go to my website, Pete McCall Fitness, PeteMcCallFitness.com. Um, it's a blog. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to put a lot of good information out there because um, we're all in this thing together. And, you know, if I try to help you, then hopefully you help somebody else. And I know that sounds a little cheesy and a little corny, but uh, hopefully uh, we can make the world a little bit better place uh, one drop of sweat at a time. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's PeteMC underscore fitness. PeteMC underscore fitness on Twitter. Instagram, it's Pete McCall underscore fitness. Um, I look forward to, if you ever bump into me, please introduce yourself. And thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day.